<laughs> all right. That was there it was. Wow. There it was. That's our intro. Hello. My name is Davis. Currently podcasting with Kyle and Brandon. Hello. We do a podcast. Oh yeah, there's Brandon. Kyle, would you like to say hello? Hey guys. <laughs> uh we do a podcast now called Optional Opinions. Uh that's plural. And we today are going to talk about the movie I Am Mother on Netflix. It's a sci-fi thing. And yeah. I thought that it was really good. Um I liked it a lot. I liked the sci-fi. I mean, I just am a really big fan of sci-fi things in general. I like sci-fi books and podcasts and, you know, fantasy stuff. So that was my, I, I was already pretty on board. Like I, I tell my brother anytime there's, you see like a, in like a movie or a trailer for a movie, anytime they, there are people that start talking about like <laughs> cool names for things like the wastes and uh like start having groups of names for things and stuff like that like i am 100 percent on board like in divergent like these are the divergence and these are the dauntless and like i was you got me you got me there so i probably am biased but i like the movie a lot um i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it at an 8.0 yeah, Brandon, what did what did you feel about it? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'd probably give it around like a seven point five. I feel like I'm a little bit of a harsher movie critic than you, Davis. And I think I think you are. I wish I would have watched it a second time before recording this, um, just to like be able to see things like knowing the ending. But, and I think I might have appreciated it a little bit more. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. I'm a big sci-fi fan, and I don't know. I, I think there were definitely some flaws in it, but overall I think it was a pretty good movie. It was There was multiple layers, and I, and I really appreciated that. But, yeah. Kyle? Yeah, I mean, I certainly enjoyed the movie as well. Uh, I definitely watch a lot of sci-fi movies. Um, I'd probably give this one, I'd say probably a 7 out of 10, being the harshest of the three of us. Uh, but I definitely still enjoyed it. I enjoyed how throughout the mo- movie it made me kind of start to rethink what I thought and trying to piece together things along, like right along with the, the main character. Um, there were just some little things that really bothered me just from like a technology perspective. So we'll definitely get into that later, but I definitely enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I would definitely mm-hmm. agree with Kyle on that with the, the technology aspect, but yeah. Yeah, I could, I, I could see, I think the difference between me and you guys is that you guys see the technology stuff and it takes away from the movie and I'll see the technology stuff and I just don't care. Just like oh yeah, like, okay whatever, and then just keep watching. Um, to a point, there are sometimes I will see things that I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. Would either of you care to guess what uh, this movie is rated at on IMDb? Ooh, I like that. Um, I think IMDb gives it a six and a half. Six yeah, and a half, Brandon. Or, yeah, that was Brandon. Oh, you both say six and a half. Yeah. Okay, so IMDb gives it a 6.9 out of 10. Ooh. Which is, yeah, which I was a that little That basically you know, means I'm surprised. the most right of all of <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so. If you agree with 16,919 other reviews... <laughs> Um, I, the I, average of those. I am the people's person. What can I say? <laughs> you, you are <laughs> the people's voice. I will push back on that a little bit, just because my favorite movie is like a six on IMDb, and that might just be a like my favorite movie is flawed. 
majorly, but it it I don't right. like IMDb's rating. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think IMDb is a whole lot to go off of because half the movies half the movies that I enjoy very much are very uh very poorly received on IMDb, and then half the movies that I enjoy very much like IMDb loves them, so. It, I, I I think it's mostly just me having low standards and being impressed by everything. So yeah, there's that. Um, what we should preface to the maybe three people that listen to this is that <laughs> right. we are by no means qualified for any of the opinions being <laughs> said. Yeah, that's right. That's a so these accurate. these are. In the most in the most literal terms, optional opinions. You do not have to listen to them, um, we but like them. we like talking to ourselves. So you know, that's what we're gonna do. And you can listen if you want, or don't if you don't feel like doing that. But you know, that'd be cool if you did. Yeah. Um, right, let's move on to spoilers. Spo- spoiler time. <laughs> Uh, so the robot kills the outsider lady at the very end. I'm just gonna dive right into it, even though <laughs> that's, that's like the, the, the least no like important spoiler. Like... <laughs> yeah, yes. But... Well, I guess that's not true. But... You gave the people I, right. the one person listening no time to press pause, and you already ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we said spoilers like five times. It's it's gonna be fine. Anyway, I think I think the most important or like the main spoiler here is that mother turns out to be the murderer of the human species. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel um, like that's the. I feel like that was kind of like yes, it's a spoiler, but I, didn't we all kind of like think that that was gonna happen? Yeah, that I mean that is I will say that is one of the main problems that I had with this movie is like, it seems that every single movie I see where there's an AI, it hundred percent always ends up where the AI is bad. Um, and I appreciate this movie brought in a little nuance to that, but still speaking in basic terms, the AI, you know, it seems like whenever you show up to, you watch a sci-fi movie and there is a robot character in it, Unless it's like a you know happy Star Wars droid type character, that that robot will be will end up being evil, or doing doing something not not great, and so I I'm just really waiting on a sci-fi movie where the robot, while its uh, actions may be questionable. I want to see a movie where the robot actually turns out to be trying to be good because I think that's that would be the biggest turn of them all. Um, and I guess we can get into it a little bit. That's what I. That's one of the things I really appreciated about the movie. Um, I still was okay, pretty well, sure first that of all, the robot was clearly, bad. Clearly, you haven't seen the movie Chappie. Okay. That's okay. I was about to throw my movie you're right. out there. So, <laughs> okay, you're right. I, take that I forgot back. about Chappie. Wait, we saw Chappie together. I never watched Chappie. I know. I don't know. Anyway, okay. So besides Chappie, but I said like <laughs> besides besides no, no, the I completely like agree droid. With point. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Most most AIs are evil. Yeah. Right. So we just need um, so, somebody but, to make a movie where the twist at the end is that the AI is saving humanity. And that's right. what I thought I that thought, oh. I, I was hoping that that was going to happen. And that's what well, I, I was hoping the entire that time. That is the point, right? Isn't the AI supposed to be saving humanity by making it anew or whatever? Yeah, I will agree. I was really hoping that you were going to find out that Mother was like the protagonist and not the antagonist and i guess they kind of tried to do that they tried to make her both i feel like because like she's obviously the antagonist because she destroyed the human population but like at the same time she was like raising the daughter and like testing her and so i don't know right so here's here's my thing and i really appreciate like yes the robot 
did do genocide. That's not great. <laughs> and started killing humans. That's not good. Yeah, I think uh, I can all agree on not that. in support of that. But I, I do, I do think it's interesting. The movie did a really good job. I feel like of really questioning if you thought that the robot was good, because there were there were a couple times where like the robot. Now we know the robot was lying to daughter, but the outsider when the outsider there were a couple of things that the outsider said and then daughter went to the robot and was like hey what's the, they said this what's going on and the robot you know called into and pointed out some valid criticisms and i thought that was that was really interesting cuz it really made um the human character really you know it, it made the human character a very I guess, you know, human experience in that she's not perfect and you don't know if you can trust her. Um, also, the robot sort of, like, in this world, the robot sort of has a point. Uh, when, because, like, this human character comes in, um, the outsider, and takes daughter and is trying to get her to come outside and is telling her what we later find out to be lies about how they're going to live in the mines and there's going to be a bunch of people and it's going to be awesome. And she just takes her out to this beach at like a, you know, storage, uh, a washed up storage grate. And when daughter gets out there and realizes like, oh, you lied to me too, you know? Um, And even when she said like, we can go to the mines and the outsider was like no we can't go to the mines people like even if the people were alive people did terrible things to each other like we shouldn't go back there and in some ways it proves the robot's point that humanity is messed up and we like we need to start over you know and so i thought that was a really interesting twist they put into the movie yeah i totally agree i didn't I really enjoyed how they made the outsider. What is her name, by the way? Did they give her a name? Uh, no, that's something. Or the girl, yeah, that came in, or the the daughter. Woman no, I think daughter was yeah, just called and on IMDb. Yeah, yeah go ahead. daughter. It's so it's mother is the robot. Yeah, daughter is the daughter, and then woman is all that's on IMDb. They don't give them names uh, at all. I didn't realize that. No. That's something that I like took note of during the movie is like I that I feel like that's kind of like a an indication that you know this robot isn't having the best intentions if it doesn't even give, you know, the person a name because like whenever somebody isn't given a name in a movie it's more so to like almost dehumanize them or something, you know, like Yeah. Right. Have, have you guys seen Drive? The movie? No. Okay. Never mind. Have you seen Bird Box? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of similar yes. to that, where they she gives the two kids like son and daughter, or is that what they should call them? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost to prevent that, an emotional yeah. attachment because there is something very significant about a name. That's yeah. That's true. Because I mean, we find out that the robot like daughter is not the first daughter that this that mother has had um and mother has definitely like killed previous daughters who didn't live up to the you know standards that she was looking for mm-hmm. um so i think that you know that makes it interesting in that the the mother won't name i i wonder if that's to show that the the robot has emotion or even that the robot cares about these these kids and they so the robot knows i can't get too attached because for the good of humanity speaking in very machiavellian terms for the good of humanity if i am not able to kill this child that i have quote messed up basically then in the robot's eyes, humanity will suffer and the goal of starting anew will ultimately be lost. Yeah. 
I want to I want to talk about a, how in the very beginning they basically gave away that there had been seven iterations of the of daughter already. I thought it was yes. three. I thought she was the third one. Well, uh, yeah, it's. I think it's. It it's it it's definitely you know it's not the first one. Yeah, because they give you that number. I think it was like thirteen thousand something, which ends up being like thirty some odd years, and which this daughter yeah. is obviously not thirty years old. She's at least half, or probably in her twenties. I was it, gonna say like in her teens, but yeah, yeah, I think I think teens is what they're. Is going it teens? For. Okay, yeah, I was thinking she is, she is definitely younger than like thirty-five. Yes. <laughs> There's no question. Which coincidentally, and we can get into this, uh, it seems to be the age of the woman, which I I think is really interesting that she could have been like the first daughter. But anyway, yeah, it it was weird. It was interesting that they gave that away very like pretty early. Yeah, I think they weren't really expecting people to pull out calculators to determine how many years it was, but I definitely did that. See, I did not, so I didn't even think twice about that little scene. So Uh-huh. Yeah, that's I think I think either way I think either way it works really well. Because if you're watching it and you just see the, and you don't really pay attention to the days and be like, oh yeah, whatever then you know, then it's a twist when you find out that there's more, but I think it creates even a little air of suspense to, to show, to show that. And then if you do pull out your calculator, or even if you know, if you, you know, just like start thinking about it more than they either expected you to, or if they th you think about it as they want you to, um, you realize like, hold on, that's, that's a lot more than just this one girl's lifetime what else is going on here so yeah. i think i they could have i i have to assume that they put that in there just to make it so you think there is there is something missing here there's something that they're not telling us um but then also if you if you do miss it then the movie still stands you know mm -hmm. yeah for sure I realized that it was 30 some odd years and I almost disregarded it. Like I missed something else in the beginning that told me she didn't start growing daughter right away. I didn't think that there was already several iterations. Right. That's, that's part, that's sort of what I went to first as well is I saw that and I was like, huh, there's, I guess it took, takes longer to do. Like it takes longer to make than, than that, or like they had well, the, yeah, and then we found out later or... in the movie that it only takes a day, twenty-four hours to right. create a heat. Right. How'd you feel about yeah, that, I Kyle? They... <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I guess that didn't like bother me a ton. Uh, I don't know. So what did bother that was, you? That was one of the things. I think what bothered me most is like just how like technologically advanced mother was but yet just some of the things that were like completely overlooked in the movie um which i guess i don't know there there are just some things where it seems like the mother doesn't know things are happening uh -huh. and if she's so technologically advanced i feel like she should know everything that's happening i guess there's probably theories and good like I don't know, just on the initial watch, it, it seemed like Mother missed a lot of things that were happening on the on the ship. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, yeah. I guess not ship, I, but the bunker the, or whatever. The base or whatever. I will say, um, like, when she, when Daughter went and opened up the outside doors for the outsider woman, I, I did think, like, when that was happening, I was like, how does mother not know uh, what's happened like literally you know the doors are opening like there's a lot of noise happening she's putting on like a radiation suit it seems like mother should know what's going on 
you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's that's what I thought at first. And I guess there are two ways to read that. There is the mother is not as smart as you think she is, um, which I think would make the movie worse. And then there is the mother is incredibly diabolical, which plays into Brandon that video that you had us watch about this, um, where at the end uh, the robot asks, which I I think sort of confirmed my suspicions a little bit, but the robot asked the outsider like just before she the, the robot kills her. Like, do you remember your mother? And I, I just thought, because when she says she was found in the mines, she was adopted by these two parents who just found her. So I'm thinking, you know, this could have been, it, like, if you wanted to read into it that far, this could have been mother's plan all along, is to send this first child out and see what humanity does with it and then bring it back and see how this other child can stand up to you know I guess human human faults basically mm-hmm. it was almost like it was her final exam because like all the tests that she had done to, like her entire life like interacting and making moral decisions with other humans involved like that was her final Right, and I appreciated when they were doing the when they were doing the test. I was expecting, uh, I was partially expecting the robot to, uh, like in that that organ example, when it was saying, "Hey, you have five patients that all have different organs that are failing and are going to die. You have one terminally ill patient with." good organs that match the rest of the five patients, you could just withhold treatment from this one to save the five. And I was expecting the robot to go sort of the utilitarian, what I think of as like robotic answer, which would be, you're going to, you're going to save the five just because the robot, you know, wouldn't necessarily know the implied value of a human life. And then when daughter starts questioning, you know, saying maybe it is a good decision or when the daughter starts question, when the daughter starts questioning the inherent value of human life saying, you know, what if these people are murderers? What if these people are bad people? And then the robot asks sort of sympathetically, like, do you not believe that humans have inherent value? I thought that was really interesting and it was sort of a turnaround because the robot was was sort of the moral figure in that area and I wasn't um I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I agree. I thought the whole like moral teachings and the exam were super interesting as well. Cuz like I still don't fully understand what the like what the AI's end goal for humanity was like because if, if this AI is so smart then it should know that regardless of how you raise somebody they're still going to act out from what they've been taught right like that's just human nature so like what uh-huh. is what does this robot think that they're going to do differently then like that's the one thing that kind of really bothered me at the end was like so your your purpose is to remake humanity, but if you're not changing anything about their brains or anything about how they think, then eventually they're just going to end up right back where you started. Like It's just how the world works, right? Yeah, I think right. the idea is like starting anew with like almost like a base level Adam and Eve and but like with the foreknowledge of like thousands of years of like uh, philosophy and history at like their will and so they're able to like prevent certain mistakes that uh plagued humanity for like thousands of years and it's almost like seeing things in hindsight and so i think she's trying to create a superior being uh in that aspect but like 
Yeah, I guess, like, if this AI is super smart, uh, my point is, like, then she should know that once you start repopulating, then eventually, like, there's no way that every child is going to be taught what, you know, daughter is being taught. Or, like, there's no way that, like, once everyone starts repopulating that they're going to be able to teach literally everybody. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's more about creating a culture where knowledge is a little bit more valued than what maybe uh, the previous world's value of knowledge was. Because at that, like, kind of like in our society, knowledge isn't as valued because, like, you can just Google anything on the internet. You don't need to know anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I will agree so... there's a little... I feel like problematic faults with what you're with what you're going on. Right. So here's uh, something that I did like about the movie, and it's the very first thing I wrote down, um, or I guess typed typed into my phone when watching this movie was that they gave the robot emotion. I don't know, Brandon, you wanted to talk at least a little bit about the robot and like the robot suit and you know the costume but i really like the two little dots that they put yes. on the robot's face um and that gave them really really good emotion it, so i i wrote this down when they were doing surgery and they were getting the bullet out of uh the woman and that she started like screaming because they were drilling into her and it was gross I wasn't sure, but it looked like the robot smiled a little bit. That could have been just me, but I saw the dot things move, and I was like, what? What's what's going on here? Which is interesting, but also I feel like at the same time is... I think I could see that as a choice that they made just because, like, ooh, evil robot is scary, um, just to build tension, but then that sort of flies in the face of at the very end, the robot ultimately makes a decent decision in letting daughter live and daughter basically saying, like, I've proved myself, let me take this kid and repopulate the earth, you know, like, let me take this kid and retry. And the robot says, basically, okay, go for it. So I think that's in contradiction if the ro- if they actually wanted the robot to be enjoying the woman screaming that feels like a contradiction but it also plays into they gave the robot emotions and they did it really well mm-hmm. i think it it was really fascinating i was watching a video on just like the process that it that they went through making the the costume because that's what it was it was a it wasn't like a puppet or anything there was somebody inside that costume and that with like two little dots they were able to add a lot of layers of emotion that that uh, robot was able to express which i thought was really fascinating just how simple it was and to have such a dramatic effect that it did Hey, sorry for the awkward pause in the middle of a podcast, but that seems like what most podcasts do these days, and they usually take this time to thank their sponsors, but being our first episode, we don't have any at the moment. So we'd like to thank you, the listener, more than likely you're just family, maybe some friends who pity us enough. But nonetheless, thank you. It's really appreciated that you took the time out of your day to listen to us just randomly talk about movies. So it means a lot. All right. Back to the show. All right. So um, one thing that, that really bothered me about the movie, which I don't know if I just read into it too much, but um, whenever they're referring to the other embryos that are stored, which, by the way, if the mother like killed the human race, I don't know how she got 63,000 embryos. But anyway... Um, <laughs> Whenever they refer to the embryos, it's always like, hey, these are your brothers and sisters, and this is a big family. And that kind of just disturbed me a little bit because, 
That's like straight up incest. <laughs> like, I don't right. know, like, that's true. The, the, I don't, yeah, the I don't purpose know how is you to repopulate. And it's like, I guess if they don't know culture beforehand and what family means, then I guess it's okay, but I don't know. Yeah. The, so that was the, the, just something yeah, small I that I like read into a lot. I was like, the first time they're like, these are your brothers and sisters. I'm like, you're supposed to have a kid with one of those. So, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I definitely think she has a different sense of what those words mean because like her mother was a right. robot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's yeah. And that's what I think they're like, might've been getting at as well as it's like family is something different for them than yeah. it is. For, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, even yeah, because robots don't. Robots are made, and I guess it's emphasizing that robots would be. It it's not necessarily like an emotional or even biological experience, or I guess you know just it's a strictly biological experience. Um. So there's not as much of a. I guess you could see as a robot looking at it like oh, this is the best way to get a child unit to be, you know, prepared, well-prepared for its future, and therefore we should have family units, you know, in when we're trying to teach these kids, and not necessarily, you know, everything that that entails. They yeah. might not yeah, even certainly. need to, like, breed. Like, there, if she had those many, like fetuses or embryos like um stored there's probably a system in place where they can just like extract her eggs and then like fertilize them you know right yeah yeah i guess they didn't really go into that too much so like but yeah that's true i guess we don't know (laughs) we repopulate the world may never know yeah and it would really suck yeah. if, like, all of those people were, like, allergic to gluten because it looked like she was only growing corn. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Something tells me that hopefully she's smart enough to Yeah, edit, edit that out of the gene code. Yeah. <laughs> all right, now we're stepping in even more dangerous boundaries over here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what were your guys's, what was your favorite part of the movie? Hmm. I know my least favorite While you're thinking about it. (laughs) Yes, I'm asking for your favorite. I will tell you my favorite part. Um, my favorite part, I, I think was, uh, when there was, uh, cause like, I never fully trusted either mother or the woman, which I really appreciated. Like there were definitely genuine times where I was like, is this, is this the movie where the robot is actually the, the benevolent character in this, in this movie? And it turns out it sort of was like, there was no cut and dry answer to that question. Um, So I think that was my favorite part. Um, I even have in my notes, in all caps, <laughs> there's, like, I was just, distrust was growing for all the characters, and um, then when she goes into the that uh, crematorium little thingy and finds the, the kid's jawbone, I wrote in all caps in my notes, there's a little piece of skull in the burner thing, and I don't trust anybody because the outsider woman had been making weird decisions and saying weird things too. And then after that, said, "Why can I not tr- fully trust this outsider lady?" Um, so I appreciated that that it was much more of a. It wasn't just like a cut and dry. Here is the bad person. Here is the good person. It it was much more of a this bad person made a good decision and this uh, good person made a bad decision, you know, that, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I, I agree. And I think that's probably like my favorite part of the movie as well. And honestly, like that's what made my rating higher. Um, 
is the fact that like I kept second guessing as well, and I was like, oh, well, this person has a point. Like, oh, mother has a point. You know, like I I did the same thing. So I think, yeah, I definitely think that's what makes the movie work. It's just like your lack of of knowledge and understanding of which character's good, which character's bad, and like mm-hmm. it really helped play into like you're you're figuring everything out right with daughter. You know, there's no like sudden revelations that happen, you know, outside that we're not, like, a part of, so. Mm -hmm. Right. I'd have to say my favorite part, I did enjoy that as well, because I was definitely uh, trying to figure out who was good, and I did appreciate that. But I think my favorite part was, I think, what Mother's final test was for Daughter, and that was killing and shooting her in the CPU. Um, cause like ultimately that doesn't do anything to mother, but like to daughter, that was like the, f- her like only parental figure growing up her entire life. And like, yeah, mother's still alive, but she had to shoot like the thing that she loved and that like basically turned her into the person that she is today. And like, I think it was mother's final test because mother was now seen as a threat in her eyes and to be able to have one of the most ultimate sacrifices uh, to save her brother and her the rest of her siblings uh, by getting rid of the threat that she saw as mother like I think that was like another philosophical test underlying that she had like gave to daughter so I, I appreciated that that's a good point yeah, I could yeah, definitely, definitely see that as, a, you know, philosophical, like the the final test, which I think is, I wouldn't be surprised if that was their intention of saying, you know, because obviously we know that like mother is not technically going anywhere, mm-hmm. um, you know, like she like even after she killed the CPU of that one dozer as the woman calls him. Um, that's not gonna necessarily we know that's not gonna necessarily affect the rest of them yeah so just just having the idea of um just you know for her saying this is i like i can do this by myself and i don't need your help you know like you it was almost like a thank you for teaching me and i have grown past uh yeah i've grown past you Can I get to my least yeah, favorite part yeah, now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you really want, yes. Okay. My least favorite part in the whole movie was like a technology thing that happens in almost every sci-fi movie and it always bothers me. And it's like a tracking device like that uh, she, that mother put on the outsider's bag. Why does uh-huh. it need to blink? There's no need for that device <laughs> to blink at all. And every single movie, a tracker device will have a blinking light on it to tell you that it's a tracking device, which is a dead, a dead giveaway to anyone that like you're trying to track. It doesn't make sense, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but have, you know, have we that's gotten a to the really point, good point. In, in cinema where you can't? <laughs> designate a tracker without it blinking light though <laughs> that's the thing right it's a catch-22 it, i hate it so right. much we've gotten, we've gotten to a point we've gotten to a point where i can't like i don't know if your average if they didn't have it blinking i don't know if your average moviegoer understands oh that's a tracker like she's I, been I tracked i don't know i think i think they would have it was pretty clear like she picks up the device and then mother enters. Mother, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, that. that is. Funny. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. That I, yeah. dude, I never noticed that. And thanks, because now I'm gonna notice it in all these other movies. <laughs> it bothers me. Also, a little mistake. I guess I don't know if this would be my least favorite part, but something I noticed is like, so after the whole scene where. You know, the woman and daughter are trying to escape, and, you know, a woman holds the knife to the daughter's neck or whatever. And she ends up cutting her neck. 
Well, in the next like following few scenes, when they're like walking, or she's like on the beach, or whatever, no like cut. that net that. Well, no, the cut changes positions on her neck. Oh, <laughs> did it? Me so much. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I rewound it and I watched it over, and I was like, "Well, did you see this?" Like, and she was like, "Nope," <laughs> but it really bothered me. So. Oh, those are just the little things wow. that I see in movies like a lot, and it just bothers the crap out of me. Like, ugh. That's funny. I don't. They just. I don't see that. I just need to. At like, all. <laughs> yeah, I just need to hire myself out to watch movies and pick up little things like that. If... Right. Mm-hmm. So if there's any any movie makers out there, hit me up. <laughs> hit him up. His home address is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) um i don't i honestly i guess i don't know if i have a least favorite part there were some there were some things that annoyed me like you guys said about the technology of where like mother obviously should be you know doing something about this she's not like I guess she's technically recharging, but you can't, you know. And even like when she was taking the test, and mother leaves the room, is like you have until I come back or whatever. It was like, well, why can't that? Like the mother had to go finish some some other science projects or whatever. I was just thinking like, there's no cameras. You can't. You mean you like when she immediately got up and started. Uh, because at that point they had no, at least mother didn't technically know that woman was there. So we were like, "What?" I was I was just like, "So you mean to tell me that mother, who is this robot who, assumingly like built this whole thing, doesn't know what's going on? Like, even yeah. it's not even and, like she's I mean, like, asleep and recharging. It's just that I feel. She... I feel like that's why the theory where mother planned everything from the start and mother wanted all these events to happen like has to make sense. Just because, like, right? There would be otherwise that mother it really wouldn't destro- know about. Sort of destroys the movie. So yeah, that's why I think like the whole theory where you know the woman was a daughter at one point and came back and it was all part of mother's idea like i feel like that's why it like has to make sense right like because mm-hmm. yeah otherwise like and, and i mean even with that there's still some things like that really bother me like why the heck is mother trying to break into her own bunker like that didn't make any sense to me with the machine trying to like saw through the door like you should be able to open right. that you know <laughs> like it might even right. after or the whole reveal like I guess. Well, yeah, because like... the because when when daughter went in, she did she did something to the doors. Did she like unhooked something? But at the same time, I feel like I guess are there yeah, no mother other let her in. Dozers, yeah, yeah, mother let her in, and so she she would have had to know what was happening. Also, I don't know why um, when. Uh, like, why when she came back were all the lights flickering and everything? That was yeah, that, that was kind of bothered explained. me too. I agree. You like, know, like all of a sudden everything was broken down, and I, that that never that was never explained of like why why that was happening because it's not like when they left. Like I'm trying to remember. I don't think when they left they did anything. They just the the outsider just like put the knife to her to daughter's neck and then they backed out and then it was fine you know like i don't remember them messing with the power or anything yeah yeah that that's the thing that like i feel like that's just the reason why i was more critical it's just because like it's supposed to be super technologically advanced when something is just like that you know that doesn't make a lot of sense they're like is a mouse chewing on that one little line really going to shut down the entire power of the place? Like, yeah, no. That mouse right. would have been dead you know, if that was the case. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, there's just some some things that are just like, and eh, I get like why you needed that for the movie, but that just doesn't make super. Speaking of the sense, mouse, though. do you think that mother placed the mouse there, or did the uh, mouse that's something somehow... that like I did 
think about after the whole like you know theory that mother planned everything and like I uh-huh. I don't know. I think it was another test I mean, to like see how she dealt works. with death. Yeah, how she dealt with again. the death. Yeah. I yeah, I mean that's one thing to be like uh I guess you know to understand how she feels about it when mother takes this mouse and this water bottle and shoves it into a burning fire if if daughter's just like oh yeah i mean i guess that's what we have to do i don't know if that sets off red flags for mother or if um or if mother's like okay she she un- she appreciates that life is important you know mm-hmm. yeah one that's thing what i was thinking about that i one thing that I really liked, um, this doesn't really have anything to do with the movie itself, um, or I guess the story itself, but the cinematography in the, when, when the lights first go out and daughter is walking around the halls and everything's dark and she has that light, I think that was awesome. Uh, like, my favorite shot, I think, in the whole movie when she's, like, going down this really long hallway and she's just like quietly slowly walking down and it's like right in the middle of the screen she's walking down it's like perfectly symmetrical and there's just this one little illuminated like pathway hallway and the rest of the screen is just like just getting darker and darker and it like it just shows how at that point in the movie she is like without mother online she is at that point like she is alone you know like she cannot see anything besides just this tiny little this tiny little hallway um i i really liked that shot that was a good shot hmm. yeah, yeah now that you cool. now that you talk about it like i didn't really think much about the cinematography for during that but it kind of almost has like a, a full circle effect throughout the movie like like you're saying it's like she's alone without mother with with her being powered down and then at the end it's kind of like she goes into the room with all the different embryos and like she is the mother now um uh-huh which i also think the the title was playing into her becoming the mother yes i remember thinking during that scene though that she shouldn't have anything that she should be scared of. You know what I mean? Like she probably uh-huh. didn't grow up watching. Um, well, I guess I don't know, but like, I don't know why she'd be scared. Cause if she's convinced that her and mother are the only things there and that there's nothing else outside, like why would she be scared? And then a loud crash happened, and then I was like, okay, that's justified to be scared now. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah, I don't like, know how that are works. Are you saying why was she scared of, like, outside? Or? No, why was she scared of the power being out? Like, she, it was, they were going to great lengths to show us that she was kind of freaked out, that the power's gone. And it might have just been that Mother wasn't around, and she wasn't used to Mother not being around. But right. Well, I we've seen her before. Like when Mother powers down, we've seen her watching, you know, like watching Johnny Carson and and doing that kind of stuff. So I think I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just sort of the subconscious thing of Mother is not. Maybe she knew that Mother was like sort of an all-encompassing AI, or you know, just at least subconsciously because the lights were on. Mother is asleep. But the lights are on. I know I'm safe. The facility's working. That kind of thing compared to when the lights are off. Like, mother's not here. And also the lights are off. And, like, I have to fend for myself. You know, like, that that idea of being fully alone. Because I think before she'd been alone, but she had never been almost abandoned. Whereas, you know, in that moment, she was, she probably felt abandoned because there was literally nothing else in the facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Another, another great cinematographic, I don't know, another great piece of film 
that I really liked in the movie was in the beginning when um, she was doing, like, she would do, like, the dancing and uh, she would play out by the door. And it was this really interesting contrast of um, natural light versus just sort of the sanitized, harsh, like, bright white lights of the bunker. Um, you know, like there were these really in the bunker, there were these really harsh angles to, to everything. And the light was, it was, you know, very, it's either white or there is no light, you know, there's, there's nothing, there's no like dim light. Um, and then when she was playing outside, there's just this like warm glow that's coming from outside that is sort of to me being like, this is this this thing is not supposed to be here. This doesn't belong here. And I, that was further emphasized to me when, like when we, we saw the child version of daughter, uh, you know, playing with and sort of cuddling with mother and mother is this robot, you know, like this very hard metal robot. And this child is playing with it. This, you know, like soft, fragile child playing with this giant hunk of metal is, you know, is really interesting to think about where like this, this kid is not, uh, is not home. While this feels like home, this is not a natural environment. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, we all liked the movie and you heard that, we enjoyed the movie, but also had problems with it, which is probably going to be most of these podcasts. Um, and now just, I guess, to wrap things up, we're going to talk a little bit about things that we've seen that are coming, that are exciting, that we think are going to be cool. So if nobody else has anything off the top of their head right now, I can start. Kyle, if you... Yeah, I mean... Um... So recently, I've been well. I've always enjoyed watching like things involving formula racing, just because like I don't know. I'm like an adrenaline junkie at heart, and so like I enjoy watching those races. And so there is a movie coming out in the future, which hopefully, you know, we'll get to see and maybe even talk about. It's called Ford versus Ferrari, which I'm pumped about. I also a documentary slash mini series on Netflix called like formula one drive to succeed or so. I don't remember the exact name of it, but it's super good. And if you're at all interested in formula one, definitely check it out. All right. And yeah, I, Davis. um, I am, I'm right in the middle of watching the grand tour which is, uh, it's, you know, it's a little like Formula One. I think if you've ever heard of Top Gear, the British gear, it's the same three guys that did that. Um, I think they're hilarious. And also they do all kinds of really cool stuff. I'm actually in the middle of a Mongolian episode. And they literally, these three, three dudes, like three older British dudes fly to, they go to the middle of Mongolia and they get airdropped the pieces to this car. And so they like build a car and drive across Mongolia. Um, like I haven't finished it yet, but just they, they're like really three really good longtime friends. And um, I just think it's great. It's called the grand tour. It's on Netflix. They're in season three right now. I think they're making more. Also, I'm pretty sure top gear, the British top gear is on Netflix or sorry. Grand Tour is on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, Top Gear is on Netflix. But the thing that is upcoming that I just recently heard about, which I don't know if you guys have heard about. Um, so as everybody knows, Disney is making live-action reboots of things, which um, to me is a shameless cash grab, and I am 100% on board, and I plan on seeing all of them. Anything <laughs> well, um, Disney, Davis will be there. <laughs> yes, regardless I will be there. of cost. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I recently got word from some of my Disney friends 
this week that there is a Hercules movie, live action movie, set to be made, uh, starring none other than uh, Chris Pratt as Hercules. Oh, which, oh. yes, yes, there you go. Uh, so Chris Pratt as Hercules. Which, quick side note, I just want to say. Uh, Call me hipster, whatever, but I liked Chris Pratt when he was on Parks and Rec before anybody even knew about him, and uh, then he was Star-Lord, and everybody was like, oh, he's amazing, and I was like, yeah, I know, I've already known that. Anyway, um, Chris Pratt is Hercules, Anna Kendrick is Megan, yeah, and then we're yep, going to have uh, Danny DeVito is reprising his role as uh, Phil. Yes, and then Jeff Goldblum will be Hades. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's gonna be so good. That sounds like a pretty good cast. Yes, uh, I am excited. I think it's gonna. I think I saw it doesn't come out till like twenty twenty two, but I mean, you know, that's that's gonna be really good. Hmm. Super that, that does sound good. Um, so I am currently watching house of cards for the first time i know it's been out for quite a while and i'm me and kyle have both seen house of cards yes so no spoilers please um i'm watching it with my (laughs) fiance we're doing a long distance relationship and we watch it at the same time and are able to talk about it so it's nice so that I'm pretty excited about because it's really good so far, and I'm looking forward to the. I'm still in season one, and so I'm looking forward to the next couple of seasons. I think it's five seasons long. Is that right? Can you confirm? I don't. Know. I think uh, it's six. Now. Six. Okay. I think I it's six. Seen, I haven't seen the most recent season. Okay. Yeah. The the I'm most. I did see the most recent season because I have a problem with putting things down, and I just like had. It wasn't that great, but I just had to finish it. Um, like the last season, if you really wanted to, you probably wouldn't have to watch it. But <laughs> I'm looking on Netflix right now. There are, yeah, six seasons. Okay. Uh, season five, it's sort of weird. I would say one through four is like best bet. Those are good seasons. And then, yeah, and I mean, like the first two seasons, I think, are just like super good. And then after that, yeah. it kind of goes downhill a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's still, I still enjoy that show. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, a movie trailer that I saw the other day, and it's only a teaser, so there's like, they don't have any of like what the actual story is in the trailer, but it looks like the entire movie is practical effects, and it's called The Dark Crystal um, Age of Resistance. Rage of Resistance. Ugh, I can't talk. Um, and like all, it looks like they're all puppets. And I don't know. I'm a very pract, like huge into practical effects. And I think it just look really, looks really good. It kind of reminds me of like the aliens from like Star Wars four through six. Like those kind of, they look like those kind of creatures. Um. And I'm super excited about it. I don't know when it comes out. It's not for a while, though. So. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. It does sound interesting. I would look at the trailer. The teaser trailer right now. Yeah, that looks cool. I'm a, it's what, without sound, but yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. So I was originally, when I first saw that trailer, I was like, oh, this would be a great movie for our first episode. But it doesn't come out for a while. I remember that. And I... Uh, Hold on. Oh, oh, it's Jim Henson. That's what... Okay. The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. And coming to Netflix. Only on Netflix. August 30th. So it's coming out sooner than you think. It's June, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's June right now. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, also, I looked it up, and it's called uh, Formula One Drive to Survive. That's what I was trying to plug. Okay. Yeah. Wait, okay. were you <laughs> plugging that, or is that the same as Ford versus Ferrari? VR, no, so Ford versus Ferrari? Ferrari is a movie that's coming in theaters 
and it's about like you know what happened in the it's like in the past yeah the formula one drive to survive is like a mini series that netflix put uh, on gotcha. and it was about the 2018 season okay so like it's all very recent and it just it's like it's like a very well done mini series and i really enjoyed it so okay cool well it sounds like there's a lot for us to talk about i don't think we'll be running out of topics that's for sure Yes, I definitely don't think we will run out of things to talk about. <laughs> yep. All right, next episode over Aladdin. No, I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. <laughs> next, next episode, I will be watching. I actually already did watch Aladdin. I thought it was decent. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, next episode will be about a thing the uh, that we all want to talk about. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode. And... I mean, if you want to leave a review, that'd be cool. If you want to subscribe, that'd also be cool. But if you think we earned it, like, sure, yeah. If you think we earned it, (laughs) even if you don't think we earned it, we appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, whatever your motives are, it's okay with me. Right. It's it's so if you subscribe just because you have nothing better to do, I am fine with it, as long as you hit that button. So yeah, do do that. At Go the ahead, very least, that. just download the podcast and then delete it so it shows that we have downloads. That's that'd be great. Yes. So we get <laughs> if we could get I would be shocked if we had over like one. Maybe five <laughs> downloads. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh okay. So we don't know how to end this. So see ya next time. Goodbye. Peace. Goodbye. (laughs) All right.